Hi guys, I'm Barb and welcome to Creators Campfire, a podcast where I interview all sorts of creative people, so entrepreneurs, content creators, side hustlers and aspiring talent, and I find out more about what they do, why they do it and how they do it. Before we get into today's show, I just want to say thanks so much for joining me for this episode. Be sure to hit the subscribe button to stay up to date with the latest episodes. You can also follow at Just Barbs on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook to hear about guests in advance and stay up to date with guest news. On this week's episode, I caught up with Sean Hickman to talk about his journey as an app developer and the inspiration behind his app, Sofa, which is a downtime organisation app. We also talk about how Sean learned to code, how he balanced working on the app with his full-time job, and what his future plans are for Sofa. You can find Sean on Twitter at Poobas, Links to Sofa and some resources for making iOS apps are in the show notes. Hope you guys enjoy this episode. Hey. Hey, Bob. How are you? Excited to be here. Thank you so much. It is generally an honor. I'm very happy for you to be here. Yeah, of course. I'm happy to hear that you that you like the app. I really do. I don't, like I don't even have to pretend, which is great. Not that I would anyway, but you know, like, yeah, like it's just yeah. it's, it's just so much nicer when it's a genuine thing. Yeah, I love hearing it too. It's great. Yeah. Yes. Um, and yes, okay, fine, guys. I'm an organizational nerd, but still, I promise you, this is a great app. Um, so actually, maybe we should just start there before we get into a bit about your, about your background so people know when we keep referring to your app and I fangirl. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you just want to give a brief overview of what your app is? Sure. Uh, so simply the app is a, a way to keep a list of like books you want to read, movies you want to watch, uh, video games to play, all that kind of stuff. Um, I had always kept lists of these things before, um, usually in like Evernote or uh, Apple Notes or some kind of notes app because there was really nowhere else to put it. Um, and uh, what this is, it, it kind of pulls in like the picture of you know, the, the cover of the book or the cover of the movie and all that stuff. And it's just a, a nice, like dedicated way to manage your, your kind of like media, I guess, uh, yeah. and how you want to spend your downtime. So, yeah, no, it's great because that whole doing an Apple notes is just, it's just all over the place. Um, so, <laughs> yeah. um, we'll, we'll come back to the app later on. Cause I'll, I'll, I want to nerd out on some specifics, but, but um, back to you specifically then Sean, in terms of your background, Mm-hmm. Um, kind of what is it, what is it you do and how is it you got into app development? Yeah. So, um, so I went to s- school for graphic design, um, a while ago and, uh, then eventually got into like software design and stuff like that. And the, the company I work for right now is actually called Think Company. Um, and I'm principal design systems there. We do like design and research and, and stuff like that for clients. Um, so I'm a, I'm a designer by trade. Um, and then over the past few years, I've learned um, uh, iOS development and Swift and all that stuff and, and kind of worked on on Sofa uh, over the years and just kind of learn as I went. Um, so definitely I'm like a professional designer and on the side, I'm a aspiring, you know, app developer. So Yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay, cool. Um, so, so is it through that design journey that you decided and did you specifically decide, decide I want to be an app developer? Is that kind of how it came about? Or did you more have an idea for an app and then go, oh, hang on, this would be a good idea? Yeah, so uh, Sofa actually has like a, a, a longer history. Um, so the first version actually came out in 2015. And I worked on that with two friends who were both 
um, developers. One was a web developer, one was an iOS developer. And the three of us worked on it. And it was just a movie app at that point. Um, similar concept where you could like save things uh, that you wanted to watch later and stuff, but it was just movies. Um, and then, you know, life gets in the way, people aren't able to work on stuff. And I still had a bunch of ideas for what I wanted Sofa to be and what I thought it could be. Um, so I, I kind of had a decision to make, like, do I go try and like find someone <laughs> to work on this with, or do I just learn it myself? Um, and so I chose option two and it's actually been great. So. Oh, that's kind of cool. So, so the first time round then, mm -hmm. uh, what, what was your role? Was it not necessarily as app developer <laughs> as it is yeah, now yeah. then? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I was the designer the first time around. Right. So, right, okay. you know, did all the, all the designs and, and thought through that and, you know, work through the design with, through the designs with, uh, with the developers. Um, but we were like a, you know, a little team and complement each other really well. Um, but yeah, like I said, you know, uh, the sofa two, like what we know of now is, uh, basically like what I saw is like, all right, I still want to work on this thing and I'm going to need to learn how to do this. It was more like, okay, I have to do this if I want to make this thing happen. So it was probably more started by the idea than me necessarily just wanting to do development, you know? Yeah. Okay. That makes a lot of sense. And whose idea yeah. was it in the first place? Was it yours or was it somebody else's then and you were brought in? Um, so yeah, so the, the initial idea actually sparked from um, my wife and I constantly like arguing over what to watch and we would say like, well, last time you picked this, like, I don't feel like watching something else. You know what I mean? So like, so the original idea was like, oh, can we, can we develop an app that uh, would just help me keep track of the last time she picked something and the last time I picked something. Um, and then from there, it became more of a general purpose, like, you know, list making app around that. Yeah. So, okay. That, that yeah. makes sense. Instead of like a dedicated, like, don't argue with your spouse. <laughs> app you know yes <laughs> so yeah yeah, yeah. No, that's, a, that's a good idea to start an app though isn't it <laughs> um okay so so you have to, so you already have decided then that you are going to take it because you like this idea mm -hmm. and so you have a whole different kind of set of skills to learn now how yeah. do you approach that uh yeah so very yeah it at the beginning, it was extremely confusing. And even today, like I still have days where I'm very confused. Um, yeah, so at the beginning, um, actually, my biggest resource was YouTube. Um, there was just so much stuff out there. There still is. There's more stuff than anyone could ever watch in their lifetime. Um, and some really great people that were like, I just watched uh, like Sean Allen's one of them that I watched. Um, I'm forgetting other people's names. Uh, Paul Hudson is another one. If people want to write, I, we can share links after this too. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, where they are like, they are actual developers and they are creating content to teach people iOS development. Right. right. Um, so you just, I just started diving in and watching videos and reading things and just starting to, it's like, all right, let's start building this thing and, you know, kind of fight through it. Yeah. Um, so it was a very, confusing part, uh, you know, time at the beginning, but you, you know, as you kind of work through it every day, uh, you eventually start, Oh, okay. I understand this a little bit. And then you understand a little bit more and a little bit more. So, and that was back in 2017, I think. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, 
Um, so I know a lot more now than I did then, right? And hopefully in three years, it's the same story. I'll know, you know, know, know more and more. Yeah. Did you find then that it wasn't, it was a, a bit easier for you because you weren't necessarily starting completely from scratch because you already had an app. You just had to kind of learn how to take to the next level or would you say you had to do the exact same stuff because for you it was completely new? Um, from the like design side, like designing the experience and like, okay, what is like the functionality of this thing? How should it be used? All that kind of stuff. That wasn't necessarily difficult because that is, that's like what I do for a living. Um, and you know, I have a lot of training in that and, and everything. Uh, yeah. Even though the first app still existed, the one that is out today is a completely separate app. Um, because the first one was written by like an actual developer. And when I looked at the code, I was just like, I'm so confused. I don't know what to do. Right. And it was actually easier to start over um, okay. than to like inherit that um, and try and work with it. So yeah, so for, really, for a beginner, it was, it was easier. So yes. Yeah. Yeah. So really you took the idea and actually you were, were almost at ground zero anyways. Correct. In, right. Yeah. Okay. That makes yeah. a lot of sense. Um, and how long did it actually take you to kind of learn the coding? And would you say it was easier having that design background or is that just totally different? Yeah. So this is like a, uh, there's like the clickbaity headline here and then there's like the real headline. Okay. Um, the clickbaity headline, which I actually wrote a blog post in this, uh, was that from the first line of code I wrote for Sofa to when it shipped was six months. Um, and you may hear that and go, well, that's not a long time at all. And it's not, right? Um, but as part of my design work, um, there's even though I'm not a developer as part of that job, there's technical parts of that work that I have learned over time, right? So um, one of the big parts of design is creating prototypes. And there's various prototyping tools. And some of them are a little more uh, technical where you actually have to write code. Um, and it's not like code that you would ship for, uh, you know, to customers, but it's just like to try and get something to work. Um, so I did a good bit of that. So I was able to kind of learn the foundations of uh, programming, right? Like, you know, there's there's going to be some words like, what is a variable? What is a function? All that kind of stuff. So yeah. I was able to learn like, oh, okay, I understand what these things are. So I wasn't starting from like zero, zero, yeah. um, but, you know, fairly close to zero. So, but yeah. there's a lot of like, there's years of learning other things that apply, right? Because uh, yes. you're, you know, you know this, like you're just, you're influenced by so many things you're not even aware of that teach you stuff as you go. Yes. Yeah. You're always picking up skills. Um, yeah. And I guess with programming and coding as well, once you kind of understand the logic or you understand one language, it's, it is transferable, even though it's not exactly the same. So exactly. Yeah. Is that okay? So that, that, that makes a lot of sense. Okay. Um, and so obviously this is an iOS app. Mm -hmm. Did you ever consider it going to other platforms or were you always, this is iOS because, you know, I'm going to do the Swift thing and, and I'm not naturally a developer. So this is my comfort zone. Yeah. Um, yeah. So like long-term, yeah. Other platforms would be great. Uh, when I first started, um, I just personally love iOS. Like I love it. And I use it all day, you know, between my phone, my iPad, um, and then Mac OS with, with my Mac. Um, and I just, I just love, like, I love software too, and specifically iOS software. So 
it, there wasn't really any question at the beginning of like, oh, should this be like a web app or should this be Android or should this be iOS? It was just like, no, it's iOS, 100%. Because learning something new is hard enough um, and you have to really love it. Uh, so like, I wanted to really love the thing. Um, you know, and, and really like the initial version, like it was for me, like I was building the tool that I wanted. Um, and it's like, all right, even if no one uses this, I will still use this and I'll be able to work on it and enjoy it and love it. And that's, that's what matters at the beginning. And then, you know, if, you know, as things get traction and it grows and stuff like that, other decisions can be made. That's fine. Um, it's not like you're locked into that forever. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, yes. No, that, that, that kind of makes a lot of sense actually. So, mm -hmm. um, and I too, am an iOS person so it's just it just tell, works. Good people you know <laughs> it's exactly what you want it to be so yeah. that is cool with me that you don't need to branch out at all <laughs> but no, I, have, I have plenty cool. of uh, android friends that are salty about that so yeah, <laughs> yeah. oh well us. they should make the switch really so, yeah that's what i say you know? yeah 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 <laughs> come on over that uh, no, um that so actually you Six months, like we said, isn't a long yeah. time. Yeah. Even if you have some knowledge of that area, mm -hmm. you're obviously also working full time. So how did you balance that? Uh, yeah. So balancing full time, like a full time job at Think Company, like I said, um, and uh, and doing this on the side is, uh, I mean, it's kind of a roller coaster. Like there's times when the balance is great. There's times when it's not. Um, and uh, the the other thing too is like I'm definitely a workaholic, so I will, given no constraints, I will just work, um, and that's not good at all. Like I, I'm not saying that as a as a badge of honor. I'm actually saying as like, hey, this is a problem, you know. And actually, one of the reasons like Sofa exists, it's kind of ironic, but like I wanted to have this this tool to help me not work, um, and. The irony is that to make that real, I had to work a lot to make it real, right? Um, but I'm thinking long-term, hopefully the benefits are there. Um, yeah, so the the, the thing that uh, uh, like me and my wife instituted was uh, work nights. So every, it's two days a week. So every Monday and Wednesday, that's like the usual nights. Um, those nights are dedicated to work on sofa. So from, you know, She'll get home from work, you know, we'll have dinner, kind of hang out a little bit and then say from like 6.30 to whenever, you know, that's sofa time. Um, and then the rest of the week is not. Um, so so by constraining that, it was like, uh, it's, a, it's a good way to have that focus time to work, but not have it overtake your entire life. Um, yeah. And then sometimes like if I'm getting closer to a, a, a like a bigger release, I'll kind of increase that to like three days or something like that. But yeah, the balance isn't always there and always great all the time, but trying very hard to make that, make that happen. Yeah. I like that. Actually that, that kind of, you're right. It gives you that, that um, ability to do what you need to do without thinking, Oh God, it is like a burden on my head. And exactly when that time is, but to your point, it's constrained. So it's like, okay, these are my two nights. I can, I can focus on it. And then you're both on the same page. So. Yeah. And it's actually better. Cause like, I, I've evolved my thinking on this a lot where I used to equate number of hours in front of the keyboard as working and as being productive, but that's actually a bunch of crap because 
I could be sitting in front of the computer, but not really doing anything, right? I do that a lot. (laughs) Tabbing between things and like, you feel like you're doing stuff, but you're not really moving anything forward. And by having these constrained nights, in my head, I'm like, all right, I only have this much time. So I need to, I need to like focus and and do what I need to do. Um, so it actually helps me like get away from the nonsense, you know, cause it's like, I right, don't check Twitter during this time. Don't watch YouTube during this time, unless I'm like learning something, you know, yes. Um, yes. but don't watch like the Beyonce video or something like that, you know, cause I will do that. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's for tomorrow night. Tomorrow, I'll save it for yeah. tomorrow. That's yeah. fine. Yes. <laughs> yes. That makes a lot of sense. I mean, you are clearly um, a lot better at that than me because even in my focus time, I, my mind wanders. But, <laughs> but oh, yeah. Don't take it as like every time is perfect either. There's there's nights where I'm like I I don't have it. You know, like and even like after some larger releases, I don't want to touch my computer for like weeks, just because I'm like oh, like that was so hard getting that out, and I just need a break. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I think it's like, I'm trying to get better at like listening to like my brain and my body to say like, is this like what I should be doing right now? And if not, then like ignore it, you know? Yeah. 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 No, that's actually quite good. Cause, um, yeah, I imagine that you kind of build up and build up and you put so much into it and it's just like, well, I just need to take a step back. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 yeah that, that Taking a break is a good thing. Yes, because then you come back to myself. Yeah, Yeah. it's a good thing. (laughs) Exactly. But you're right. You kind of come back more, um, more energized, and and you you have that enthusiasm back rather than it becoming a chore. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Okay. No, that's cool. Um, I'm getting sidetracked when we're talking about productivity. (laughs) That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's my like favorite topic um, (laughs) after tech. I'm just going to get your tips on productivity. Um, so um, a couple of questions specifically about the app. So obviously you said it's more, or at least it started more for you, which makes a lot of sense um, mm-hmm. because if you're designing something for yourself, you're more interested in it anyways, mm-hmm. and then it actually grows. But, and the app is still free. So mm-hmm. at any point in, in the journey, did you have a um, a well, uh, not conversation, but did you think about potentially having it as a paid app or adding paid features or was that ever in your mind or were you like, you know, something this, I'm happy for this to, you know, just forever be free. Sure. Um, so as of the last release, there are paid features in there now, um, the themes. So you can, yes. yeah, you can buy themes and everyone should buy themes. You should buy multiple themes actually. Yes. Um, yes. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, so actually when um, back in uh, 2017, when it came out, I think it was 2017, um, I actually did release it as a paid app. Um, okay. So it was $4.99 and you just pay $4.99 once and then it's yours, right? Yeah. Um, the amount of friction that caused people was pretty amazing. Um, and I'm not even like complaining. It's just, that's just the way it is, right? Um, for whatever reason, uh, people will spend that kind of money on physical goods, but digital goods just don't, it, it just doesn't work the same way. Right. Sadly. Yep. Uh, Cause it would, <clears throat> excuse me, it would make things a lot easier, um, you know, just to implement stuff. Uh, so um, I, the, the thing that like, and it was, it was paid for like six months. Um, and the thing that pushed me over the edge to make it free was 
my, I was, I was telling a family member about it and <laughs> I saw him go to the app store and he saw that it was $4.99 and he was like, what? He's like, I, he's like, I don't pay for apps. And like, I was like, that's interesting. A family member won't pay for this. What chance do I have that, you know, other people will. So, um, so that's when I was like, all right, I'm going to make it free. Um, and then I'll figure it out from there. Uh, and then, so I made it free. And then, uh, this past June, uh, that's when I introduced the, the paid themes. So, and the idea with that is like, um, I'm not saying my thinking on this is like totally clear and, and accurate, but the idea is this is a tool that uh, I want people to like, I, I want people to really enjoy their downtime and take a break with stuff, right? Like we talked about this before. This, this is a very like American problem too, where, uh, you know, taking a break and relaxing is seen as like lazy. Um, and it's like, why aren't you working? You know, you lazy bum. Um, and that's actually a real bummer because working 60, 80 hours a week is stupid, right? It's just like mentally it's really stupid because you're probably not getting enough sleep. And there's only so many hours per day that you're actually being productive, right? Yes. And those other hours, you know, again, you may be in front of the computer, but like you're not really doing anything, right? Even yeah. though you're technically putting in the time. Um, so being aware of that is really important, but also the people who probably need that the most are probably more lower income people as well, who can't afford to pay for a tool that would help them do this kind of stuff. Right. And I'm not saying that sofa helps you do this really well today. This is more of like an aspirational thing. <clears throat> so I didn't want to box people out, just people who would need it the most just because they couldn't afford it. Right. Yeah. So the idea here is that with the paid themes is, hey, this is a really fun feature where um, you can customize the look based on a certain theme and you pay a dollar for that, right? And you can buy a couple themes or you can buy no themes, that's fine. Um, and you still have the full functionality of the app, right? Like paying for the stuff doesn't change the functionality, it just kind of personalizes it for you. Um, and so the idea is like, it's, a, it, it's similar to, um, Fortnite does this essentially where like you don't have to pay any money to play Fortnite and to play Fortnite just like anybody else. But like you buy like dance moves and costumes and stuff like that, yes. which really has no impact on the functionality of the game, but it has like emotional impact to how you feel about the game and how you play it. Um, so that's, that's like a similar concept to the the theming of, of sofa. Um, and I have a lot of ideas on, on, new themes to add and how to make it even more fun and everything so okay yeah that's cool I, I actually really like that so just to be clear I would absolutely pay for this app and I'm not not just saying that I, I do pay for the ones that I think are absolutely worth it and yeah. I would um you're the one but, yeah 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 just, <laughs> I, that's absolutely fine like the thing is is just sidetracking my view on this though is if it is making your workflow that little bit more efficient Mm -hmm. then it is totally worth the money. People drop, you know, three, four, five pounds on literally nothing. And, and you're right, it goes back to the physical versus digital thing. It's yeah. like, well, I shouldn't have to pay for this. There's, there's no tangible good here. Right. But you will happily spend three pounds on, you know, just crap and not even think twice. <laughs> but to get a, an app that genuinely improves um, 
something in your workflow or just adds that little bit less friction. Yes, you can write the list in your notes app, mm -hmm. but this just makes life easy, right? You go in, you type it in, it's already in the database. You tick it, it looks nice and they're all separated. You don't have to do any work. So mm -hmm. yeah, okay, that's just my two cents. Absolutely <laughs> would pay for it. <laughs> um, I but agree. I actually, I agree. yes, right, <laughs> it, it, it makes sense. Uh, saying that, I do like the fact that it is free for full functionality for those that aren't sure to test it. And that's why I kind of like trial periods as well. Sure. You know, a few weeks trial period, see if you like it and then maybe pay for it. But anyway, but the, the the way you've done it with the themes is actually also good because what you don't lose is is the functionality if you're coming in and you don't you can't pay for it. Mm -hmm. But what you can do is you can then customize it and there are features that you can get if you want to, which is also a very nice way of doing it mm -hmm. um, just to get people in. But guys, just pay for it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> right. Yeah, um, I mean, writing all those custom themes was a lot of work. Um, and if you know, if people just paid for apps, then you know, wouldn't have to spend that time doing it. But in yeah. the end, it's actually I think it's kind of fun to be honest. The themes are, I I yeah. love the themes personally. Again, this is like where like, hey, even if no one uses this, like I love it. So yes. you know, it's all good. Yes. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm gonna have to go and experiment. I've I've got it on dark theme and I've I've left it because I'm going for a dark theme phase. But, but yeah, I will definitely great. Yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah. No, I'm gonna have to go and, and revisit um that. Um so I've got two avenues. Um I'm thinking which one to go down first. Um if someone was I'm gonna take a slightly different route, if someone was coming in mm -hmm. and like me, they've and I'm not saying I'm gonna do this because I clearly I'm not, but if if they had I have app ideas all the time and I'm like, yeah, this would be a great app, but I'm fully aware of the amount of work it entails. If someone was genuinely going to do this and wanted to do it, what kind of things would you say to them in terms of stuff to start with or a, a little top line overview of the journey that it would take? Would you, could you just like summarize an entire process? <laughs> yeah. So, so is your question like, what is the actual process for creating an app or should they do this? Uh, more the process. So if I, if I turn around to you and said, Sean, I'm, I'm, I'm serious, which I'm clearly not, but I'm serious about creating an app. I've got sure. this amazing idea. Um, yeah. Where the hell do I start? Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, so you want to start, I mean, first you got to have an idea of what you're going to make. Right. Um, and also don't fall in love with that idea. Uh, as hopefully you've heard from the story I've told, the idea at the very beginning of this was very different from what exists today. And there's nothing wrong with that um, because ideas in your head are very fuzzy. Um, and then once you start like even sketching it out and then moving it into a higher fidelity environment, uh, new ideas will come up or you'll say, oh, that actually doesn't work and that's fine. Um, so don't fall in love with your idea. Um, but you need, to have, you need to have at least something to start with, right? So if you're like, oh, I, I wanna make a to-do app, right? Because I there's just no to-do app that does exactly what I want the way I want it. It's like, cool, that's fine, go for it. And use that as your starting point and then be ready to change stuff because it, it will 100% happen. Um, so I'll give like a super uh, high level- Yes, <laughs> fully aware, it's not really detailed. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, cause we like, this is actually what I do for a living too. Like as part of like the think company work, like we oh. teach clients how to do this stuff. Okay. Um, so you have your idea. Um, that's great. Awesome. Uh, there's kind of two avenues you can take from there. One is you can go kind of like test that idea out with people or do some initial research, um, and go have conversations. Uh, or you can just go like start making stuff and then do the research, like before you launch it officially. Right. Um, or you can do both, right. There's nothing wrong with that. Research should just be kind of like baked into it. Um, this is not like, I'm not like doing a sales pitch for work. Like this is, <laughs> this is like the process I, I did follow for uh, sofa. Um, so, uh, again, I'm a designer. So I start with like whiteboard sketches or I have like a notebook that I keep with me all the time. So like field notes is awesome. Always have field notes there. Um, and just start kind of, sketching out could it's just like boxes right just boxes or scribbles or whatever just little notes for what it is um and then initially i did like bring it into like a design tool to like what we would call a wireframe which is essentially like a blueprint for what the final design will be um and then from there you can make uh mock-ups which are like higher fidelity things um where it's like oh we're, we're going to add color to this we're going to add like all the images so it starts to feel more real um and then uh, like get it on my device, even in like a picture form. So like, I'll like design something in like one of the design tools and then export it as just a picture and put it on my phone just so I can like see it. Like, oh, is the sizing right? Is, you know, how does this feel once it's like in my hand? Nice. Um, because it's a very different experience when you have this big monitor you're designing on it and you see it on a very tiny screen, right? Yeah. Um, so, there's there's that piece and then it's just like starting to build it which is like the coding part and then that's just like a process of like just testing stuff out as you go like put it on your device play with it see how it feels go ahead all that stuff um yeah so it's like this high level process of uh idea uh initial like research or like what we would call like validation of an idea like hey you know what initial things should i be thinking about for this idea Right. Um, so like for a to do app, because that's actually a great concept. And Sofa is like almost a to do app in a way for um, for your media. Um, it's actually a great thing because there's so many ways to do that. And none of them are like wrong. It's just different flavors of it. Um, so you can help to start figure out, OK, what features like do I actually need and what things are? Yeah, that'd be nice if if I have time, I'll do that or that can be later, that kind of thing. Um, so kind of, uh, uh, in the software world, they would call this the MVP, the minimum viable product, right? which is what is the smallest thing that we can create to get out into people's hands? Um, because really that's when you start learning, right? Like you can ask people all these upfront questions and that's fine. Um, you know, but once you put it out there, that's when you learn that, uh, oh yeah, people don't buy apps, right? <laughs> Or, oh, people are actually really confused by this one workflow that's there, right? And then you can take that feedback and, and improve upon it. Yeah, because people don't necessarily know what they want. They might say one thing, right? And then yeah. you give it to them and all of a sudden it's like, oh, I didn't realize that's not quite what I want either. Yeah. And it's like, it can, you know, when something is clear in your head, it can be tough to articulate that sometimes um, to someone else because they have all their own ideas and in history and all that stuff so that's why like 
showing a thing like a real thing beyond just words or uh or just building something and, and getting people using it that's like the fastest way to learn yeah and, and i guess to, to that point is is you could have this great idea but it could be that no one actually wants it or there's no need for it right in which case you might have to maybe revisit yeah yeah go back to square one 100%. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That, that makes yeah. a lot of sense. Yeah. Like the first version of Sofa, like back in 2015, you could only add movies. And we had no intention of adding other stuff at all. But then it was like, oh, it kind of sucks that like there's only movies in here. Like, you know, I like have list of books and stuff too. And, you know, I want those things and podcasts. Right. Um, yeah. So it's like, you know, challenge your initial assumptions and it's okay to change your mind. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's true. Um, oh, you've j I've just thought of something while we're on this topic before I go back. Um, so um, in terms of actually the, the app itself and where you have this obviously library built in, so someone types in a movie name and it's already in the library, obviously I'm assuming that's linked to something. How does that actually work in, in the background? What's the behind the scenes of how that physically works? Yes. Yeah, so um, <clears throat> there's a couple different services that um, Sofa uses for all the data. Um, so for movies and TVs, there is a, uh, a service called The Movie Dab Database, which is like an open source uh, IMDB. Um, the official IMDB doesn't really have like a, a public way of accessing that information. Um, but this other service does. And it's awesome. It's really good. Um, it has almost anything you think of and if it doesn't have it you can add to it like you can contribute so like so people have emailed me sometimes saying like hey i couldn't find this one movie or whatever and i'm like oh, okay so i just like go in and add it myself and then it shows up for them um which is super nice um i use itunes for um books podcast and the music um because they have an api as well um uh sorry it I'm going to, I'm going to try and not say like all these really technical words An API is just like a, uh, a way to get access to data that's out there. So, um, so I use that API to get access to the iTunes data. Um, and then for video games, I use a service called IGDB. Uh, <laughs> I know I, okay. I the IMDB thing. Um, <laughs> and it's similar. It's like IMDB, but for video games. So okay. similar thing where you can contribute a game, all that kind of stuff. So, um, and this is like the beauty of the internet where these services exist and like you can use them and power, you know, whatever you want to power. It's pretty awesome. So, yeah. Um, yeah. And then when, uh, if you want to add a custom item where there isn't an image, um, that's when I use Unsplash, which is a, like a, a photo, uh, I don't even know how to describe them. They're like a photo service. Photo they have data. amazing photos. I'm yes. sorry. Yeah. 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 So I was just going to say stock photo database. Yeah. Thing, was yeah. my description. <laughs> yeah, but like stock photos that actually look nice. Yes. Yeah, it's not like corporate-y kind of stuff. Um, yeah, so yeah, super nice. So yeah, that's all the stuff that powers Sofa, which is pretty awesome. And like all yeah. that stuff's available to anyone. You know, it's not like I don't have some secret knowledge about it. Like anyone can go out and, and use those services and, you know, and build whatever they want. Yeah, because I guess it, in, you know, my one app idea, one of the things that was um, I was thinking was, well, what about the upkeep? Because if you have something that is constantly changing, right. 
like new films coming out or new TV programs, how on earth do you keep up with that in terms of the oh. development? But someone else is already doing it. So that makes yeah. life a lot easier. Um, oh, yeah, if I had to like manage that <laughs> myself, I, I'd probably be dead. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that yeah. would be absolutely impossible for one person to do. So. Yes. <laughs> um, in terms of development then, so I guess because that side is already taken care of, is it just a case of keeping up with latest iOS updates? And in that case, what does that kind of look like? Yes. Um, yeah, I'm actually going through that right now. Um, so, yeah, so every year um, there's new iPhones every year, new iPads, new Macs. Um, and uh, for those of you not aware, every year Apple has what's called uh, WWDC, which is their annual developer conference. And that's where they release and announce all the new things like iOS 14 is coming out sometime in the fall, right? And it has a bunch of new features. Um, and there's new features, not only just for customers, but, uh, but for like developers too, that they can implement in their apps. Um, and <clears throat> excuse me, this is, this year was kind of a big year. I mean, last year was as well, but this year is a big year that's actually impacting me. Um, because I'm, I'm having to do some like, uh, heavy, like rework of stuff that has existed for a while. Um, and that's actually not a bad thing. It's actually good because most of the app that exists today is it's code written when I was learning, you know, like when I was like just learning. Um, and it's like, oh, well, if I start it fresh today, I, I know more now, right? Like it wouldn't be perfect, but like it'd be better. Um, yeah. And there's there's a couple, there's there's one main new way that, that Apple is uh, enabling developers to create software. Um, which is super exciting. Um, it's called Swift UI. Um, and so I'm kind of diving headfirst into that, which, you know, initially it's going to take a good chunk of work to get things to where they need to be. Um, but long-term it's going to, it's going to actually like free me up to move faster with ideas and, and features that I want to do. Um, which is one of the main things I have to like consider as part of decision-making, which is, um, okay, this thing that I'm going to take on, uh, I only have so much time because this is, this is like a side project. Um, is this something that's worth the overhead and the maintenance and all that stuff? Uh, like for example, if I had to maintain all the databases, like that would kind of be a non-starter, right? Because it's like one person can't do that. Right. Um, so with this new technology that Apple has, uh, it's actually something that's going to free me up to, I think, do more things a lot faster than I've been able to in the past. So I'm actually super excited about it. That's cool. So we're going to have a major redesign on our hands. Uh, potentially, yes. <laughs> Exciting. <Yeah. laughs> that's cool. <laughs> so, oh, again, two questions. Okay. Um, as you'll go the other way. So in terms of, uh, Apple's developer program and all, all of that stuff. So mm -hmm. say if we get, go back to our app journey and we've, yeah. you know, done the creation, we've done the um, programming and the coding and stuff. And we have now we've done the research and we've got, okay, we've kind of got a product now. Um, and I guess we're talking strictly iOS here. So um, I think you have to be part of the developer program, right? So how does that, that part of the process yeah. work in terms of getting the, the app out there? Yeah. So, um, so Apple charges a hundred bucks a year to be an official developer. 
Um, <clears throat> you can just sign up on developer.apple.com. Um, and then from there, you are able to distribute the app via the app store. Um, so they have a, they have a, um, uh, like a web, a web service called, uh, app store connect. And that's where you can manage your app. So, um, whenever you want to create a new app, you would go in there and like say like, Oh, I'm making a new app. Or if you want to release a new version, you would do that on there. That's where you write, uh, you know, Oh, here's my release notes. Here's like the actual build of the app that I want to submit to the app store. Um, here's all the images I want to use for the app store page. Um, you can manage your reviews from there. Like when people write reviews and stuff like that. Um, yeah. So it's like all the maintenance for the app itself. Um, so that's where you would, once your app's like ready to, you know, be distributed, um, you would go there and like submit it and then Apple reviews it. There's a review process for, for all, all releases of the apps. That usually takes like a couple days at the most. It, it, they've gotten a lot faster over the years, um, before it used to take a, you know, a week or two. Um, yeah. And then once Apple approves it, it's live, you know, um, and it can take some time to like actually like propagate out to everyone across the world. Cause that's kind of the amazing thing about all this stuff you have access to, you know, like anyone in the world can use it, which is amazing. Or most of the countries I should say. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so that's, that's like a high level, you know, you go to this thing and say like, here's the app I want to submit. Here's the notes and the information about it. And then once it's reviewed and approved, then you can push it out. Okay. That, okay. That's cool. So if, if, and I guess that's where you manage the whole thing. So if there are issues or, or bugs that people report back or anything, you can kind of manage it through there. And then I guess you'd have to just go away, do your thing and then resubmit kind of thing. Yes. Um, yeah. And you get like, you get like basic analytics through them as well. So you can see um, how many people have downloaded, how many people have deleted the app or any in-app purchases, that kind of stuff. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, and <laughs> in terms of if it was a paid app or when it was a paid app, how, how greedy are Apple? Are they, are they quite nice in terms of taking their cut or what, what's that world? Yeah, I know, like? I know this is quite a topic uh, yeah. for, for uh, all this stuff. Um, so Apple takes 30% of each sale. Um, if you do a subscription, they, for the first year, they take 30%. And then after the first year, they take 15. Um, but for, for all, whether you're buying the app or whether it's an in-app in purchase. So for every theme, they take, you know, essentially 30 cents from yeah. that. Right. Um, and I get 70 cents per theme because they're a dollar. Right. Uh, yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, I don't know if you want to go in that direction around like <laughs> antitrust stuff. I, I'm not no. an expert in that by any stretch. No. Uh, <laughs> no, yeah. And there's, you know, like anything in life, it's not a black and white situation. It's there's, there's pros and cons to all this stuff. And like the app store has enabled people like me to be able to make software and get it out to people. Right. Whereas yeah. before that was really hard. Um, and not, not easy at all. And like, you know, the fact that there's a lot of trust in the app store, like when you make purchases and stuff like that, like, that's really great. I don't have to implement like a payment system, yeah. which is really complicated. Right. <laughs> um, you know, there, there, so there's a ton of benefits and there's, there's things that Apple can definitely 
improve upon for sure. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I don't want to just like dismiss it as like, oh, this is terrible. You know, no. <laughs> it's not. It's amazing. You know. Yeah, I mean, they have to make their money somehow. This is what makes them them. Um, so that that makes sense. Um, uh, what was I just gonna say? Um, totally lost my train of thought. Um, I was totally going somewhere interesting there. Well, interesting. Oh, right, Mac Mac OS. So um, obviously, mm -hmm. you create uh, apps for iOS. I guess it's a totally different platform to do Mac OS. And have you considered any of that side of things? Um, so yes, traditionally it is a completely different um, thing, especially from like the developer perspective, um, where essentially like the tooling that you would use to create a, a Mac app is similar, but different enough from iOS, um, where you would essentially have to write like two apps. Um, but with the with the new uh, tooling that Apple has been working on, uh, Swift UI, um, it's it's really closing that gap. Where um, it's it's something I am highly considering um, doing because uh, it's not. I don't want to like speak too soon because like I haven't fully <laughs> dove into it. But um, from the outside, it seems like the amount of work to make that happen would be way lower than previously so yeah yeah and and do you think with apple moving their chips over to to their own chips and and therefore actually the platforms potentially all being completely aligned that just closes that gap right it, it then becomes the same app is that what they're saying yeah so essentially with that so here's the other thing so whether whether or not i am going to make a mac app you will be able to use sofa or, or any ios app on the mac unless the developer explicitly says, don't do that. Um, and that's part of that whole uh, chip transition for Apple. Um, so, you know, like if if I do nothing, then you'll be able to take the iPad app of Sofa and use that as the Mac app, right? right. So from my perspective, I'm like, well, that's not, I don't, that's not like great. It's, it's awesome, but it's also not awesome because an iPad is not a Mac. Right. There's just certain conventions that uh, a Mac that I expect from a Mac app and, you know, Mac people would as well. Um, so that's why the the um, the adoption of Swift UI, the, the new tool from Apple to, to kind of build this stuff is so exciting because it, it's going to it's going to hopefully make that a lot easier. Right. Yes. Where I can have an iPhone, an iPad and an i and a Mac app um, without without like all this overhead and extra work. Um, whereas essentially I would be having like three apps that I have to maintain instead of just one. You yes. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah no, that makes yeah. a lot of sense. Um, okay, so going back to kind of your journey with Sofa and, mm -hmm. and how you've obviously grown over, over the last three years and how the app has also grown, are there things that you would specifically pull out as almost – key turning points or, or big things that have made such a difference that you've learned mm. um, on that journey? Oh, man, that's a great question. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I, I get them once every, you know. Yeah, no. Two years. That's what people say. People say that's a great question when they don't know in, initially how to answer the question. So <laughs> I figured you were buying time, but I was letting, letting you. <laughs> um, yeah, so um, I think when it comes to, like, product uh there's like a couple 
there's like personal stuff and then there's like work stuff. Um, so the, I'll start with the work stuff. So for work stuff, um, I just like the thing that I value the most is just, just continuing to move forward. Um, and, and just like, just do stuff. Uh, I, I think a lot of people, a lot of companies get into this, uh, mindset where they just overthink it. Right. And they, they feel like something has to be perfect and it has to be this like little jewel before they can share it with anyone. And when you think about it, when you're first starting, that's actually the best time to just like put stuff out there because no one's looking anyway. Right. Like, like when I first put Sophie out there, it's like, no one's using it anyway. Right. Like it's okay that it doesn't do these 50 things. Right. But the things it does do, does it do them really well? And like, that's fine. And you can grow from there. I think um, one of the things I've learned is like just to appreciate the wherever I am with it. Right. Like, Hey, it's, it's, it's not this big monster success. That's like the dream in my head. It's like, yeah, it's fine. But right now it's still great. And there's, you know, a significant amount of people who use it every day. And I'm one of those people. And it's like, appreciate where you're at. Right. And yes, definitely like dream and get excited about where things can go, but you can, you can kind of like be miserable if you don't like step back and say like, you know, this is pretty great. You know, like this is awesome. Um, so I would say like, that's, that's kind of a key thing. Like don't overthink it. Just in the grand scheme of thing, it's like, whether it's a podcast, an app, a YouTube channel, it's like people love this stuff. You know what I mean? So like, just put something out there. People will listen or they won't. And that's fine. You know, as long as you are enjoying it, I think that's the thing. Like, uh, I, I see things that like quote unquote fail and I'm like, did it fail or did the people just get tired? Right. And I feel like as long as I'm enjoying it, that's fine. You know, I'll be, I'll be happy. You know, that's a really interesting way of looking at it. I actually really like that. Um, yeah that's i'm gonna steal that um that's that's a that's a a, yeah no you've just you've got me that is a a great way of flipping something um yeah very much like that sorry totally cut you off but i like that a lot (laughs) um yeah and i think like personally uh developing stuff has always seemed like oh man, that'd be cool, you know, but it just seems so hard. Um, and it's really not that hard. Like when you, like, it's hard because no one really explains it. So like when you look at stuff online, this, the thing that that person explained is this tiny little sliver and they didn't mention all of this that's on the front end that you needed to know before that, right? So the hard part, the hard part of learning, is connecting the dots between all these things, right? But actually doing it is is really not that difficult once you get moving, right? And and you start to see your progress, and you're like, oh man, this is like really exciting. Like the first time you run code that you've written on your phone, it's just like you're just like, oh my god, this is amazing, and like even if it doesn't do anything, you're just like, this is amazing. You know? So it's, it's like a very energizing thing. And I think uh, the thing that I, I've always kind of thought this, but this is definitely something that I've doubled down on is like, anyone can learn anything. They just have to want to learn it. 
And that just sounds, it sounds so stupid when you say it out loud. So it's like, yeah, no doubt. It's like, yeah, but if you're not interested in something, you're going to struggle to learn it. Right. But if, if you really want to do it, it's like, you can do it. Like the information's out there. Like there's no, there's very little barrier to information today. Uh, so it's like, I mean, go ahead. You want to learn this thing, go do it. You know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. You're right, actually. Cause there are things that I haven't learned, but it's, it's not because of anything other than the fact that I just didn't want to ultimately, whatever I was telling myself, that was yeah. clearly the, the, the drive or the passion wasn't there. Whereas when I get something in, in my head and I actually want to do it, funnily enough, it happens. So yeah. Um, yeah. that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And don't, and like, it's like, don't feel like you should be into something like there's definitely, um, God, there's all these like micro communities around like all goofy topics where you feel like, oh, I'm if I'm this type of person, I should really like this thing. But then inside you're like, I don't really like this thing. And like, that's fine. It's like, don't worry about it. You don't have to like all the same things that someone else likes. It's totally fine. You know? Yeah. No, definitely been there. I uh, I think I kidded myself about coding, to be honest, for a long time. I was like, yeah, I'm going to learn this, this and this. Funnily enough, it never happened because... It, it's just not me. Yeah, <laughs> there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, no. yeah. <laughs> um, is there something that you wish you knew starting out, looking back now, having gone through what you've gone through? <laughs> oh my god! Uh, I wish I knew everything about development that I do now. I wish I knew it back then. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, yeah, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh man. Jeez, uh, man, you're stumping me with these questions. Okay. Or maybe, yeah. maybe another way of doing it is—is is there some piece of advice you'd give to someone starting now? If that's if that's a better approach. Yeah, I don't want to. I, I want to answer your question. I don't want to. Okay, okay. I want it. That's good because I want to hear the answer. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I would say that. Uh, this is kind of related to the first thing I just said, which is like the confidence in being able to do something. Um, things were just so intimidating at the beginning. Um, and like just having the confidence that, okay, you can figure it out. Right. Instead of like stressing, like, Oh my God, I, like I have to do this and like, I'm, it's impossible. I can't do it. Right. Um, all of these things are possible and knowing that you'll, get there eventually. I wish I would have like really digested that at that at the beginning because I, I would avoid it like unnecessary stress. Like putting like you just put stress on yourself because you're like, oh like I'm like too stupid or like, you know, I'm not gonna figure this out because you know I'm a moron, all that kind of stuff. Um yeah, that it, it's actually like you don't need to be a super genius to do this stuff, as I have proven, I swear <laughs> to you. Like uh, it's, it's very learnable. You just have to, you just have to like, keep going, you know, yeah. you, I'm not gonna lie. You are a super genius because no, no, no. yes, yes, <laughs> <laughs> you are. <laughs> oh man. I don't know. You see a little Mickey Mouse up there? Oh, this way. Yeah. Mickey Mouse. I got Ninja Turtles up there. I'm just yeah. a nerd. That's all. I, I didn't say you weren't cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. You are a super genius as well. <laughs> um, okay, cool. Um, I think, I mean, I want to carry on, but 
I don't want to bore people. So <laughs> I'm going to stop and I'm going to go to rapid fire. But before that, for mm. anyone who's listening or tuning in, um, just want to tell you where you can find Sean and the app. So uh, in terms of the app, it's just called Sofa. It's an iOS app. If you go over to the App Store, you can go and download it. It is free, so you can go and get it. Go and play around with it. See if you like it. Um, and um, if you do like it, leave a review or just let either one of us know what you think. Um, and if you do like it, come and geek out with us because that would be cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and also, you can follow Sean on Twitter at Poobas. That's right. <laughs> yeah. <Get> it perfectly. <laughs> excellent i was definitely thinking about that one um so at poobers on twitter go and follow sean uh and you can stay up to date with all sorts of stuff about the app um and everything else so are you ready for some questions yeah i'm assuming rapid fire means i have to answer really fast yeah i mean i'm not i'm not going to time you or anything but yeah. (laughs) yeah yeah um okay cool what's the first word that comes into your head right now Microphone. Favorite pizza topping? <laughs> oh, uh, pepperoni. If you could have one superpower, what would it be? Uh, invisible. Oh, nice. Uh, what TV show are you binge watching at the moment? Uh, New Girl. Oh, nice. First time or second time? Or it's like third? our 10th time. <laughs> okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah we're, we're, we rewatch the same shows over and over again. We love it, so. Yeah. It's a good show. So that's, yeah. that's totally cool. Uh, one person, dead or alive, you'd like to have dinner with? Mm, uh, Walt Disney. Oh, nice. Um, top thing on your bucket list? Oh, my God. Um, uh, uh, oh, shit. Uh, something travel related. Going okay. Yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Go- I have like all these travel, all these places I want to travel to, and we yes. can't travel right now. Uh, <laughs> no. Yeah, more time in Europe. That's what I want. Yeah. Cool. Yes. Yeah. yes, Europe is very fun. Um, pancakes or waffles? Uh, pancakes. Netflix or YouTube? Oh, so I spend more time on YouTube for sure, um, like an obscene amount of time on YouTube. Yeah. yeah, I think I'm probably the same, to be honest. More time than I'd like to admit. Um, <laughs> nerdy time. What's in your tech bag? Mm, um, I always have a little bag of, like, cables and dongles and chargers and stuff like that. Um, I just feel like any good nerd needs to have that stuff because friends and family are always, like, coming to you for things. <laughs> yes, like, it's oh. an expectation. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, and you're like, yeah, I got it. It's fine. Yeah. Um, I also always have a snack, whether that's, like, uh, like a little, you know, fig bar, or, you know, almonds or something like that, or candy, you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> always have snacks and, and a water bottle. So, nice. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, what's your favorite piece of tech or something you can't live without? Uh, I mean, my iPhone for sure. Um, but like, you know, mentally it's the iPhone because like, you really need it. But yeah. like, I love the iPad so much. I just like, I love my iPad. I use it all the time. So good. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I actually think I don't, you're right. I, I'm like, you need your phone because it's a phone, but actually right. it's the least, it's the most used one, but it's like the least useful kind of, it's like, yeah, I much prefer my my Mac. That was just rambling really. But yeah. I prefer my Mac and my iPad. So yeah. I'm with you on that yeah. one. Um, one piece of tech that has enhanced your workflow or productivity. 
When you say tech, do you mean software as well? I keep thinking hardware. I keep thinking hardware, but software is absolutely cool. Mm. Do love software. We we keep it hardware if you want. That's fine. But yeah. we're, whichever um, one. <laughs> uh, one of each. So this, <laughs> this is isn't, not rapid. Yeah, so this isn't I this is tech, I guess. Uh I recently got a standing desk. Cool. Uh, and because like working from home now, before yeah. I had like a desk and like a crappy chair. Yeah. And, you know, after a couple months of that, my back was like, please stop doing this. And yep. uh yeah, like a couple weeks ago, got a standing desk and it's awesome. Kind of uh, uplift. Nice. Yeah, yeah, I'm currently toying with the idea because I've got a crappy temporary IKEA piece of wood. Well, it's not even yeah. wood, is it? It's cardboard. Um, and I'm I'm yeah. going. Ah, oh, I don't know whether to go to the tech YouTuber kitchen top route, or <laughs> I've seen like the autonomous standing desk as well, and I'm like, yeah. oh, yeah, okay. Uh, I enjoy it. I. I didn't think I would enjoy standing as much as I yeah. do, but like I'm standing right now. So I find like when I talk, like when I'm on the phone or something like that, I, I prefer to stand cause like I walk around the house. Yes. So like when I'm in meetings and stuff, I actually like to stand for that. So oh, that's, that's why I'm more bouncy. Yeah. Video, <laughs> yeah. I'm standing. yeah. Okay. That makes a lot of sense. Mm -hmm. Um, and my final question is, is, uh, what's your laptop of choice? What we got uh, specked out. Yeah. So I have a, um, 2018 macbook air that's like okay yeah that was that's a uh it was it was a price conscious decision <laughs> interesting yeah. yeah so um it is fine for development yes um, not great but it's it it gets the job done uh but yeah I, I mean I, I definitely want i want the 16 inch fully maxed out thing but, <laughs> yes. you know it's it's pricey so, yeah, yeah, sure yeah. is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I I definitely wasn't expecting you to say air. You've thrown me. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Yeah, so it's clearly, there you go. You don't need the latest and greatest. Yeah, you can. You'd be surprised uh, what you can get done on a quote unquote slow computer. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean I'm still rocking my 2012 MacBook Air, um, yeah. but um, I did just upgrade to the 2020 and. Um, it's right there and it's not not unboxed yet so oh my god how did you how are you not well it's your fault really because it came today and i was like no i need to prep <laughs> and sorry. it's clearly not your fault because i didn't do all the other stuff and then yeah so you just canceled i would understand <laughs> yeah. i'm sorry i have to unbox it. no <laughs> yeah. i also got sidetracked because i um i got the mx master 3 at the weekend mm. Nice. And I actually spent like an hour customizing it. So yeah, my own fault, really. It's not yours at all. Yeah, nice. um, awesome. I'm going to stop being a geek. Um, right. Firstly, thank you so, so much for joining me. Uh, yeah. This has been a lot of fun. Yeah. No, thank you. Fun. <laughs> no, don't yeah, worry. I had a great time. It was uh, super fun catching up and chatting yes. about this stuff. And uh <laughs> Yeah, wish you nothing but luck with the show going forward. I think it's great. Thank you so much. Yeah, that means a lot. Yeah. Thank you. Hey, guys, me again. Just want to say thanks so much for listening to this episode of Creators Campfire. You can stay up to date with any podcast-related news by following at JustBarves on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. Otherwise, I'll be back next week, same time, same place, with a different guest. Be well, be kind, stay safe, and stay curious. Bye, guys.